Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. Uh, this is Lisa, and we're back again with another testimony in the series of what happened in 2018. Um, I left off in mid-February of 2018, um, and at this point, I was doing a lot of like praise and worship in my office. I told you about what happened with... Um, when I was praising to a certain song and the headphones were jerked out of my ears and that sort of thing. And then I prayed some deliverance prayers and nothing again happened after that, but like that. Um, but one morning in February, I was wanting to do some praise and worship and I wanted to hear like a new song, a song I had not heard before. And so... I was asking the Lord, what is, you know, what's a good song? Can you show me a good song? And the words that came to mind was Wonder of Wonders, Lord of Lords. And I Googled it and there was a song from 2013 by Meredith Andrews, Wonder of Wonders. And so I played that one, and it was such a good song. I had never heard of her before. You know, and I was like, oh, thank you. So all I got to do is ask, um, and you will and you will give me a song. Um, later that day, I was thinking about that key, the angel with the large key. Um, and James Gall had been at the conference that I had just been at. And he was talking about the key of intimacy opens the door of heaven. So that, of course, is, is spending a lot of time with the Lord. A lot of time with the Lord. Okay. After that, um, my husband at the time, his aunt was on her, was it, was it her? No, first it was her husband, his uncle was on his deathbed and we had gone up to the hospital and we were all, you know, just kind of gathering around and these are on the in-law side. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like there with my husband and just, you know, I, I, I knew him pretty good, but, and so we were all in her hosp his hospital room with his aunt and, you know, no one really was like, offering to pray with them or anything and I was and I was thinking you know Lord he's he's not gonna make it this guy needs some prayer you know but I just didn't feel like it was my place um, if you knew his family you would understand um, and then the next day I had a vision and I saw a hospital room and there was a black cloaked figure darting around the room he was wearing black, kind of looked like a, a spy kind of thing. Um, and I knew it was demonic. And I thought, oh, that was what was going around the room. That's why that was what was keeping people from praying for him. Um, and then about an hour later, I was... I, I woke up, it was around three in the morning, and I felt this burning in my heart. 
and it went on for an hour and a half. It felt like surgery. And it just, it completely wiped me out. I was very weak. And my legs, like I was talking to you before, they were doing that tingle thing, but it was, it was much, much more prominent. And I was like, just, what is this? You know, it just felt like a purifying type of feeling. And I remembered this one verse from years before that I would always go back to. And it is what I am doing you don't understand now, but you will know after this. And that was John 13, 7. And so many times, so many times, I have gone back to that verse. And then I thought this was significant. Um, I had written in my journal, we're still in mid-February, I wrote about, I'm not an evangelist, but I can give God glory by telling my story, my testimony. Parentheses, I have January 3rd of 2018, because I believe that's when it really started. Like I did um, with this one gal. So in the bathroom, I'm thinking, write it, and, and then I can get it out to people. And I'm thinking about the blog. I have that Professing Christians at WordPress, on WordPress blog. So... I just thought that was significant because I believe at this time I was not blogging. I was still in school, working part full-time, and in school full-time. And then I wrote um, Proverbs 24, 34. By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled, oh, 3 and 4, not 34. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. And then I started thinking about the room with, the, with all those piles in it that I was talking about last time. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches, is the NASB. This is the room with all the piles. With only the Mexican monkey illuminated, works done in the spirit that involves suffering, persecution as a follower. Everything stopped then, and it was supposed to. I don't believe I could have changed it. I believe a decision was made by my first husband that he didn't want the, suf the suffering personal life as it could bring his business down. It's quite possible he thought I was going to give the business to the Lord. I was doing a lot of tithing back then. He couldn't let that happen. It was never going to be a failure. The illumination, starting with the doorway and the portico, is this, this awakening of 2018. The portico doorway, and that was that curved arch entrance into where those piles were, is, the, is illuminated now. The dark room is going to come alive. The Mexican monkey pile is showing signs of life by a small spreading glow. The glow is by reflection of the one approaching the entrance through the portico hallway. That's Jesus. 
The piles in the room will respond as the moon responds to the approaching light of the sun as it rises. The glow becomes brighter as the light is received by the object meant for the illumination. My heart is being awakened to the things of God, by the spirit of wisdom and revelation, not by myself or my own desire. It's God's timing. There aren't cobwebs. These are living piles, dormant. As creation awaits his return, these piles await the Lord's life-giving presence, predestined in my heart. That's what I wrote. <clears throat> All right. So let's go on. That's very interesting. A lot of this stuff I have forgotten. And that's another reason why I'm doing it, because I have forgotten it all. Okay, now we are getting into later February. Okay, and now um, I want to share this one. This one is really interesting. This is a vision I had February 24th, maybe. In the prayer closet earlier this morning, I saw myself walking down a hallway like a colonnade or where there's a series of pedestals or pillars and it reminded me of it just the thought came to mind this is Solomon's porch or Solomon's portico as I was walking down this hallway the father which I can't see him I just know that's him he's on the left walking beside me and Jesus, Jesus is on the right, walking beside me. They are in robes, and it felt like I was almost in like the temple colonnade. The Holy Spirit was present, of course. We were discussing things. We were walking down this arched hallway, and I can I can still picture it. And as we're walking. They were discussing things, and I was just listening. I, I'm sure I was just like, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, I have no idea what they were talking about. But they were talking not across me, but they were, they were discussing the future, I believe. And I was, I was just like, yep, yeah, okay, all right, that sounds good, you know. So... And I think about that one a lot. I think about that one a lot. That's all I know about that. All right. February 25th, as I woke up, I sensed that Jesus was standing in the room and he touched my forehead this morning with his index finger. And it went through my mind, changing your mindset. I didn't clearly see his face, but I saw and sensed his likeness, figure, image, form. That's Hebrews, Strong's, 1823. So, and I'm only sharing these things. I'm not, I'm not sharing all this to like brag or boast and this is what happened to me. This is blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I just feel the Lord is impressing on me very strongly to not stop sharing what happened in 2018. And I think we only have a couple years before things get really, really, really serious down here. And 
I just need to, um, I guess I just need to share all of this. Now I have down in the bottom here, I wrote down more details about when I was walking in that, that, that colonnade. The father was cloaked, walked with Jesus in the spirit. Walking in the south gateway could see people out the archways, portico, doing daily business. I was in the middle listening to the father on the left, describing what will take place. Oh, my handwriting is messy. Um, we get, when we get to the inner court where the altar is, Jesus also leaned in, in from the right in listening in agreement. The lighting was the same as the piles room, warm hue, not bright, but warm hues. Huh. Okay. There we go. And then I kind of try to draw a picture. Um, but chambers and this walkway and stuff like that. Okay, you know, and prior to, to all of this stuff happening in January of 2018, let me just tell you, I was not a perfect Christian. I was, um, I think I mentioned before, I stopped drinking in 2016. Again, um, you know, and I've never really been like a heavy, heavy drinker. You know, I never considered myself an alcoholic, but I could party. Yeah, I could party. And my new husband at the time, this is my second husband, this was a normal thing for them on weekends to get together with friends, go to the bar, watch the game, um, you know, have parties like somebody's birthday, you know, find reasons, or they have big family, find reasons to have a gathering and partying and stuff but I mean keeping the drinking in check it wasn't really obnoxious and you know fighting and stuff like that it was just like keep it all in check but yeah you know this is what we do and um and I knew that that was not something a Christian should be doing and like I said before I was saved in 1985 and this is all the way up 2015. So here we are 30 years later. And my Christian walk has been up, down, up, down, up, down. And I had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I wasn't walking in the Spirit. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Um, I don't believe someone walking in the Spirit would be not better at ridding themselves of the things of the flesh. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. You know, and maybe we can go in and out of walking with the Spirit or walking in the Spirit. I don't really claim to know. But around 2016, I just, I felt the Lord saying, um, actually in 2015, I felt the Lord saying, you know, if you want to be one of the chosen you have to, and I, I don't say that as like I'm, I am one of the chosen and you aren't. I'm not saying that. Um, the nation of Israel was his chosen people. The grafted in Gentiles. 
are his chosen people. But there's, there's like stipulations. He wants a pure and spotless bride. So he's like, you know, if you want to be one of these, you have to start realizing your flesh is against you. You're warring against your flesh and you need to crucify these things as I bring them to mind. We don't do it on our own because that's self-righteousness. But as he brings things to mind, you can't push them away. That's the Holy Spirit bringing something to mind and you have to embrace it and say, okay, yes, I have to do that. So I got serious in in 2016. I'm like, okay, I, I just need to quit drinking because I'm not, I'm really not doing this very well. And then in 2017, it was just a long period, like six months of just stagnant. I think it was April to October. It was just stagnant. And I thought, oh, what am I doing? I'm, I'm so busy in the world that I'm not, you know, I'm just not spending very much time with the Lord. And I was just really beating myself up. <clears throat> I hadn't written in my journal for six months and or done Bible studying or anything. And I was just chasing the things of the world, which I thought were good things, you know, Christian counseling and being an advocate for foster children in court and doing these things, you know, and I, and, and these were dreams of mine and the Lord was like no I, I have something else I have something else and he was getting around to it but he knew in 2016 and 2017 that the great tribulation would be coming you know soon in my lifetime and he's like okay um, now we got to get you ready you know you're running around doing your thing trying to be good and that's good. But now we got to get you ready because there's stuff coming. And so there's things I have to show you and things I have to reveal to you. And many times I'm like, why me? Nobody else is seeing these things. I am, I'm not anything special. I don't have a ton of friends like on Facebook. I don't, I live by myself up here. I don't see people hardly ever. Um, I see my, my kids and and kids-in-law and grandkids and I you know I see my neighbors we have neighbors out here in the they all live like a quarter mile away but we get together and I'm on good terms that's about it you know I've really lost a lot I have a, I come from a big family I'm a child the youngest of uh, nine kids I don't talk to any of the well, three of them have died but I don't talk to any of them anymore it's kind of sad but um, mostly it's because I am like no this is what the Lord has put on my heart and if you can't appreciate that and I'm not I'm not you know cramming it down anybody's throat but you know honestly they're a little antagonistic because they'll bring it up and they'll be like oh no 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 you're just the youngest one of the family you don't know anything and I'm like okay well I'm sorry you know everybody's got their own testimony and this is mine and don't ask me we can talk about recipes and it's mostly my sisters, you know, let's just talk about recipes then. You know what I mean? What, what's your grandkids up to? What's your kids up to? But they, they just don't want to talk to me anymore. They just do not want to talk to me anymore. And I only bring stuff up when they do. So I don't know what that's all about. And then uh, I do have some friends. And how did this get on, on that subject? I don't want to get on that subject. 
But anyway, what I'm trying to say is I'm really nobody special. I'm just a person who's like, so what's going on today, Lord? You know, and he's like, no, I'm going to show you some things. And I want you to get them out there. You know, and he's saying, I, I told you in 2014 to start a blog. And I think I have like, I think I'm up to 90 some subscribers. Not bragging. A lot of them blogs have thousands. I'm a little guy. You know, he's like, nope, nope. You, I've put it in your heart to write. I've put it in your heart to speak. And so that's what you're going to do. And you're going to be my mouthpiece. And yes, you are nothing without me. Yes, that is very true. But with me, there can be power. If you say my words, if you do what I want. That's what Jesus did. He only did what he saw the Father doing. He only said what he felt the Father wanted him to say. Jesus was also like us. You know, how can we please the Father? That's all we're about. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. And I can get off on a tangent. Okay, so end of February. Okay, so we're at March 1st. Woohoo! Okay, um, new notebook. I had to go get it. <clears throat> March 1st, I was going back to Minneapolis for another revival conference and that sort of thing with my sister. Um, right after the conference, three days after, two days, I was set to go to Virginia for the Christian Counseling Second Intensive. Um, and that was going to be a week long. I was going to fly out there. The first one, my husband went with me. But the second one, I was going to fly. He couldn't go. And so I was getting ready for that. And I have in here, I have so much to do to get ready. So much to do. And so I went to the revival conference. We went to, or the revival meetings. We went to the conferences. Um, and then the next day, coming back from Minneapolis, this affected my health. I don't think I need to go to these conferences and revivals if I can watch them. I want to experience the powerful supernatural presence of God, but I get that here in my prayer closet and when I'm worshiping. Tomorrow I pack for Virginia, but I saw in Montana, because I had gone to Montana, that I can get into God's presence in a hotel room. And a thing that I printed off today, okay, I've been trying to put this on my just okay. And then I had um, in the prayer closet, I was praying, and the Lord said, do not go. I will give you complete healing and restoration. Anything you hear and hear, you can trust. Acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. I had that morning a severe Crohn's attack. Um, I used to have Crohn's disease. I don't. I haven't had a flare-up now in many, many years. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but the Lord was telling me, do not go. And I, and I was thinking, I have to go. If I'm going to graduate, I have to do two intensives. intensives. And it, it had been 
in the plan for a very long time. But anyway, that Saturday I had a bad Crohn's reaction. I didn't ask the father if I should go, but I don't get it. I was getting sick in Devil's Lake. That's where I had, uh, did a work thing right before. And then I had made up my own mind to go to Minneapolis. So today I canceled the flight and the hotel. The Lord said, do not go. Um, so I didn't go. I canceled the flight and I had to get a doctor's note to get reimbursed for that and whatever. And I, I called the college <clears throat> and told them, you know, I have a doctor's note. I can't, you know, I'm in Minnesota and I called them in, um, Virginia. And I said, I, I can't go due to illness, and here's the doctor's note, and how can I re-register and, and take a, the next one that's coming up. And so I started all that process, and then the next day I wrote, the Lord is healing me up good. If I had gone today, I would have likely ended up in the hospital and under the knife. But God, in his infinite wisdom, rescued me from that. Um... And then I put in here where I had a vision. I was worshiping in the office. And in my spirit, I looked up and I could see the Father and Jesus at his right hand, looking back at me, seeing me, and I'm about in my 30s. So this was four years ago, and I was in my early 50s. So I looked like I was in my 30s. But I, what, what really struck me is that I had lenses over my eyes, dark lenses. So they, I, I, I could see them in the spirit, and I wasn't actually looking at faces and things like that. I just could, I could see their countenance, um, their likeness. I'm not sure, um, but I had dark lenses on my eyes. So my eyes still needed to be opened. And when I prayed about it, he said, these are the hurts and the burdens and your fears with some unforgiveness. So I prayed, remove the dark lenses over my spiritual eyes so your light, Jesus, can shine through. And then right after that, the Lord showed me the importance of yielding to the Spirit. We don't have to strive. All we have to do is yield. We labor to enter into his rest, yes. And that is the, the works that he has called us to do. But like I was saying just a few minutes ago, we have to yield to what the Spirit wants to do and not, you know, like buck the Spirit and that sort of thing. All right, and then just to round out the college thing, um, I called them, and they could not get me into another intensive until, I don't remember when it would be, and then they were going to make me pay for it a second time. And this is a Christian university in Virginia, a very large and prominent one and and I said well you know there was only so many there's only so many seats available and so 
I said, well, I can't make it to that one. Can I go in the next semester? And then they said I would have to repay for the whole semester all over again and take the whole class all over again. Everything that led up to the intensive, I would have to take everything all over again. And I was like, Lord, this, this a Christian university should not be doing this when someone is so ill that they almost ended up in the hospital. You know, this, this is a money-hungry thing, and I was not, oh, I wasn't happy about it. And I know the Lord was not happy about it. I thought, I, I might have to just rethink going to this university. And the other thing that I didn't like about it is for every class we had to buy two textbooks. One was a secular one, and one was a Christian one on the same subject. So textbooks were like over $200 for each class. And I thought, wow, why do we have to do this? Why, you know, um, and of course it was because they're a Christian university. They want you to have the textbooks that everybody else is looking at. And then they want you to look at it from the Christian, Christian aspect. And I get that, but I thought, certainly, there's got to be some way to help us out here. This is just ex really expensive. And a lot of times those Christian textbooks were uh, hmm, not spirit-based. That's all I can really, how I can put it like that. Okay, but on a lighter note, I will end with the vision I had March 7th, 2018, this morning. A wonderful vision of a gate in heaven, 12 cubits high. It was massive, the gate now, like up into the air, and it was closing. There were steps along it, wide steps. They looked like polished stone or marble. There was a wall on either side, almost as high as the gate, maybe as high, but the gate was prominent. It was the color of clear yellow gold. But there were colors here and there in it, blues, topaz, all the colors of gems and almost pastel colors because they were clear almost. I had the thought this was the throne room or where the throne was, like on the other side of it. I also thought, I'm glad I'm a little ways back so I can see the big picture, but I'm not close to a closing gate that once it closes, I don't think it will open again. There were people here and there on the steps ascending. The gate didn't look like it was closing on a hinge, rather being set in place, so it would be impenetrable later. There was a set of printed pages presented in my sight later that reminds me of the Book of Acts. The Holy Spirit said descriptions. Sort of a handbook, handbook but with millions of descriptions, one can't possibly read them all. They must be simply added to. Are these pages in the Book of Life? And then in the notes on the side, I write, I have a, I drew a picture of it. <clears throat> and in front of me, I'd say maybe 20 yards in front of me, the steps begin, these marble steps or stone steps leading up to this closing gate. And there's people in front of me and there's people on these big steps. I'm back here because I haven't died yet. I don't think so. I think I haven't attained on earth as it is in heaven. Zechariah. 4-6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. For yet a short time his eyes are scanning to and fro throughout the earth.
So that's what I wrote there. So I, you know, I, I just want to, um, and then on the, on the next page I wrote, the gates are not on hinges because they don't shut, but I got the idea they are sealed. Verse 27 in Revelations 21, and I just did a YouTube on that on the Professing Christians YouTube blog, or vlog, says there shall by no means enter into it the city, the new Jerusalem, which is the bride, anything that defiles or carried by a defiler, unregenerate, those not possessing the spirit. That's my thoughts. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So, and that's what I wrote. And I think, um, I think where we're at right now is, is that gate, if it's still open, I would be surprised. I'm going to say it is, and, and uh, I think there's still hope. But I believe, and I wrote this down this morning, and I know I'm going over, but I need to finish this thought or I will never pick it up again. We are, we are in the seals of Revelation 6. So you have seal number one, the white horse, with a bow, an arrow, dart, on this, in the strongs, and a crown, corona. It's interesting that they're presented in that order. First there's the dart, then there's the corona. Well, it's because they created the, the vaccine first. And then they released this generic coronavirus that's been around for decades. It was on the Lysol cans way back in the you know 70s and 80s. Kills common coronavirus, you know. So they created the vaccine first, and then they released the corona. Okay, that was the white horse. The second seal, there's a great, next horse, great sword to take peace and kill in the earth. Third, black horse. Um, you know, the, the wheat, and it says the wheat and the barley, but barley is only used once in the New Testament in that verse. It's an uncertain word. Is this the tares? Um, is the barley the first fruits? So they, God has separated in the third seal, which I believe where we are now. I think we are living in the third seal. It also talks about the balances and the wheat and the don't hurt the oil and the wine. Could be famine, could be food shortages. I don't know. I don't kind of tend to lean that way. Don't hurt the oil and the wine is not the olive oil. Uh, the original tribes of Israel and the new wine, is that not in the grafted in Gentiles? So these are all the things that are going through my mind. The black horse has the uh, scales in his hand. It also means a yoke, like a yoke on the neck. Um, and I believe that's where we are. That The next seal is, this, is death where a fourth die. You know, are we, are we coming up to that? I don't know. I don't know. So that's what I want to say is time's running out. It's, it's running out really short. And that's why I feel like the Lord is telling me to do these testimonies 
um, starting with 2018 when he started opening my eyes and showing me we're in the countdown um, and it actually started in, in September of 2017 but you know I believe he was he's saying we're in the countdown and 2017 could have been the seven good years the seven fat years of Joseph and then in 2024 we go into the seven lean years so that's something to keep in mind um, it could be there's you know maybe still two two and a half years where where we can we have we still have a little bit left of these are called the good years because if you read the book of revelations when the trumpets start and there's no more good years actually at the seventh seal those those are gone and why is there seven seals and why is there seven trumpets you know we got seven good years seven lean years i don't know just things for you to think about these are all the things that just swim around in my head and it's like oh you know i gotta i gotta grab one thought and try to try to analyze the heck out of it so all right so i will leave it at that and until next week keep on professing christ <laughs>